heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. As promised, we are delivering new episodes of Dungeon World every other day this week. It's all in preparation for April, which is the official start of con season for One Shot. We're going to be appearing at CodCon at the College of DuPage, April 4th through 6th, and at C2E2, April 25th through 27th. And we're going to celebrate by bringing you a brand new, complete series every week throughout the month of April. We're going to kick things off March 31st with special guest from the War Rocket Ajax podcast and the Copernicus Jones Robot Detective Digital Comic, Matt Wilson. By the way, we're going to be playing Fiasco with Matt. X-Men Fiasco. And we'll have the playset available to download along with the show. If you like the show, please tell us about it by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. The more of those we get, the more likely we are to be featured by iTunes, which will bring in new listeners. You can also help us out by following us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. There, I keep you up to date on the latest from OneShot, Critical Success, and the Epiphany role-playing system, which is currently in playtesting. With all that out of the way, let's get to the show. So you guys have just entered uh, the bar where you're going to complete the mission you just had to uh, rescue the audio codex. Um, but before we get to that, we have to go around and reintroduce you guys to our listening audience. Uh, let's start again with Maggie. Maggie, welcome back to One Shot. Hi, thanks. Happy to be here. Uh, Maggie, let's learn a little bit about your character's backstory and history. Okay. Um, where did where, where'd she start out? So I'm Frizz. I'm a human bard who's uh, very ostentatious. She loves showbiz. Um, she's a she's a girl who uh, kind of gets around, which sounds a little worse than it is. But she she goes from 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 king's chambers and cities to uh, crafter, crofters cottages and the in the the sticks if necessary. And she she kind of deals in information. And she's the sort of person who can um, put on a good show to get out of a tight spot if necessary. Um, she she came from humble beginnings and now uh, takes kind of joy in being good at what she does and likes to wear nice things and have great experiences and she'll do she'll do anything for the story. Very very cool. Um, and let's move on to my hetero question mark life partner. Uh, it's really. It's really up in the air there, isn't yeah, it, Alex? It is. Alex and I host a podcast together, which is more intimate than uh, I'm g- listeners. I'm going to venture to guess that any of you have ever experienced with another human being. Once you've hosted mm-hmm. a podcast with somebody, mm-hmm. you yeah. know them. I've been inside of James. Yes, metaphorically, Fic- metaphorically, <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, we host Overshare together. Yep, and it's on this very network, Peaches and Hot Sauce. Yeah, you can listen to it almost every Wednesday. Almost every Most Wednesday. Wednesdays. Usually on Wednesdays. Yeah, usually on Wednesdays and usually every week. That's our tagline. Usually Wednesdays, usually every week. Um, Sometimes funny. <laughs> Alex, uh, let, let's learn a little bit more about your character, your your origin, where you came from. Sure. Uh, my character's Halick. He's a ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... Uh, if you're trying to picture what he looks like, we imagine. already we already did the physical descriptions of the first episode. If they oh, didn't right. listen to that, fuck them. That's a good. Uh, point. Go back and listen to it. It's not hard. <laughs> okay, so uh, Johnny Malkovich has uh, <laughs> he, when he was a child, he was an orphan. He was living on the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he was, from an early age, he sort of had to fend for himself and learn survival. Right. Uh, he got into a fight with a noble person's uh, child. child. 
And we didn't know it at the time. Didn't know at a time that it was a, a noble person's child, but he got into a fight with their child and uh, murdered them, uh, killed them. Yeah. And he was on the run ever since. Uh, and he, he went into a life after that of, I guess, a moral... Uh, some, some kind of a moral gray area. Uh, I haven't revealed what, what his, what his job was. Uh, but it was morally gray. It was morally, it was not a, it was not the best job and maybe we'll find out what it is at at some point. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and let us move on, uh, to Colin Cunningham. Colin, welcome back to one shot. How are you liking role playing? Let's, let's start wow. off that way. Like actually doing it for it realsies. Is, it is so much better than just reading about, uh, what you can do with so it. So for you role playing masturbators out there who just read about role playing and don't actually do it. <laughs> It's way more fun to it's, just go, you talk to somebody, you talk just, to somebody, yeah. get them to be in your game. You just go into a, a bush in a in a, <laughs> a, a desert, and <laughs> that bush shakes, shakes around, around. And nobody really knows what you're doing. <laughs> uh, Colin, let's learn a There's little bit more about... There's chapped thighs and coconut juice. <laughs> Absolutely. Very viscous. And no innuendo. <laughs> Uh, Colin, uh, let's, uh, what, what, what is, what, let's learn more about your character and his origin, basically. Oh, yeah, the elf druid at Teros, um, you know, grew up, uh, in typical elf surroundings, uh, <laughs> tree houses and whatnot in the middle of a great forest, um. Upper middle class. Yeah, uh, one, one, he, Privilege. he was always, uh, closer <laughs> he was to. He a white uh, elf. Sam yeah. Club, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, typical, um, it was always closer to nature than, uh, people even, uh, Hated the typical uh, minimalist elf civilization surroundings. Uh, uh, vines and wooden planks nailed together were too much for him even, so he, he mostly hung out on the forest floor. And uh, right. One day an elven uh, trading caravan went out, and uh, like on a ship, and they're like, Hey, hey uh, Teros, um, we could really use your natural abilities to uh, your, com your communion with This nature. person was trying to hit on him badly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, ended up being, he ended up being hired, right? Yeah, yeah, he got uh, hired onto the ship to uh, control the the spirits of nature and ensure a safe journey. Um, but he didn't do a very good job, and the <laughs> ship ended up crashing into the uh, the Sapphire Islands, where uh, Taros has been making his living ever since, uh, trying to uh, get more in touch with uh, nature and control those spirits. All right. Um, and finally, let's move on to our special guest uh, for this series of episodes, Jessa Eden Quinn. Welcome back to One Shot. How are you enjoying yourself? Thank you so much. And yes, I am Jessica Eden Quinn. I'm from the JessaChannel.com or the Jessica Channel on YouTube. And I am playing Honoria, who is currently suffering from chapped thighs. Oh, it's yeah, a sad story. And one that she will tell in a dramatic moment, preferably while her hair is whipping around in a dramatic wind. Sure. If people can hear and, her. And uh, with... Yeah. <laughs> a dramatic wind, which smells most unpleasant, but it's very dramatic. And I'm enjoying myself. This is a wonderful campaign. I want to thank James so much for having me. And uh, hey, thank one you. shot is amazing. That, uh, compliments are unnecessary, guys, although I will require them after the show to bolster <laughs> my confidence. Uh, Jessa, <laughs> yeah. let's learn a little bit more about Anora's origin and where she came from. Anora actually hails from the city in which we have just arrived, ah, Bananarama. Bananarama. And, <laughs> and, and Anoria has a terrible fear that she is going to be caught in this city by someone who used to know her and her dirty, sad past. 
It's very wow. dirty. It's very sad. And mm. at that point, she knows that her punishment would be a full-on banana beating. Yes, that's what they do with the women, the bow-legged knights of the Covenant. <laughs> and again, uh, there's no innuendo. No innuendo there. Dossum in the coconut juice and, and then is beating bludgeon the banana. And the great thing is that Honoria has basically, yes, exactly, she has very little... Uh, intimacy experience. She's been intimate with one man for one night, and he betrayed her, uh, and Classic. she has never been able to live it down. But audience, she secretly holds a flame for Taros, Taros the elf druid. The elven druid. Who holds a flame for it is a pretty secret, much anything though, so in all, nature. So. All the thousands of you listening, all the thousands of you listening, Please, let's keep that between us. Yes, the many thousands okay. of people who listen <laughs> yeah. to this show. Hey, maybe we can do a great episode and make that a reality. So <laughs> let's uh, dive right into it. As I said, you guys were just entering the tavern to complete your contract delivering the audio codex. I um, immediately moved towards the bar to get a drink. All right. Uh, so you go to the bar. Uh, the bartender sort of acknowledges you. <clears throat> nah. As you you speak the the native hail from this land, a, a grunt of acknowledgement, uh, and he slides you a banana ale, which is basically the only drink that they serve in this place, um, and you slap a coin down on the table. Uh, Frizz runs over and takes a sip before Halek can have a, have even the first drop. The rest of the rest the rest of that one's yours. Just give me straight banana. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 nods at you. He slaps a shot glass down, and then he puts a banana in it, <laughs> and then covers that banana in Everclear. <laughs> that's, that's known as a straight banana. <laughs> I, I just tip the shot back. Full uh, banana, un, unpeeled banana, unpeeled banana, <laughs> unpeeled banana, and Everclear, uh, and I just sort of chew the shot down. Uh, <laughs> One shot, listeners. That's our first cocktail <laughs> that we've announced on air. Enjoy uh, that one. And, and I just kind of nod. And Anoria walks over and she says to him quietly, uh, "That drink in our land, in this uh, city of mine, is called the stiff banana." Enjoy it. Stiff banana, straight quietly. banana. <laughs> straight, straight stiff banana. As long as it sounds like it could be in reference to a dick, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, then, right. it's, uh, then it's pretty much a go. Freeze holds the other one goes, hands. and while this is... Somewhere down the bar, somebody goes, give me a hot cock. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the same banana beverage. <laughs> And they give him like, and they, and and Anoria calls over. Oh, I love that suit. <laughs> uh, Terrace decides that uh, this place could use a little less uh, civilization in it and uh, a little more uh, wildness, and uh, mm -hmm. turns into a monkey. Oh, restaurant owners love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris says, um, "Terrace." While this is going on. Honoria is over, uh, has walked over to the corner and she has taken out the codex and is studying it for any clues that would make, uh, well, you know, she's studying it yeah, for Yeah, you, you start to, you start to study it and decipher it a little bit when suddenly sliding to the table across from you is your mysterious benefactor, uh, who sits down in front of you. 
I see you have retrieved the audio codex. Very good. Anoria says, are you, are you our contact? Indeed, I am good old trustworthy <laughs> Lucifer. Frizz walks over to sit down at the table next to Anoria to have a frank word with our new friend. Everyone knows me around here as Honorable Trustworthy Lucifer. I, uh, I move... So Anoria stands up and calls as loud as she can across the bar <laughs> to the and she says, Hey guys, guys, Lucifer is over here, the trustworthy dude, this one right here. Everybody this raises dude. everybody raises their banana ale to Lucifer. <laughs> to Lucifer. <laughs> and they and you can't see, but they're doing air quotes as they To Lucifer, the trustworthy. Uh, I've I've moved to a table. <laughs> I sort of used my sort of uh you know uh, ability to blend in. Mm -hmm. I've slunk into a table of other people that's kind of strategically positioned behind Lucifer so that I can watch the whole thing and kind of right. keep Absolutely. a watchful eye. I, I'm a monkey uh, down, <laughs> <laughs> down in as many hard cocks as I can. Yeah. <laughs> Sucking down those hard cocks. Yeah, slap, slap one down right in front of Lucifer. Uh, enjoy, enjoy that. All right. Oh, James, that has got to be a one-shot first. Oh, yeah. No one has ever said that line in the history <laughs> of, of broadcasting. No one has but ever I said, can guarantee I'm a monkey everyone, down hard cock. Yeah, I can guarantee you, everyone, that that won't be the last time that you hear that on this show. <laughs> in this episode. If we stand for anything, hard it's cocks. that line. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Frizz sits down next to Honoria like, um, and says, um, maybe you better uh, put that away. We know how very valuable... It is, and we don't know that we can trust everyone here. Of course, of course, but it was my master who entrusted you with the task of retrieving it. Terrace also, like, pressed, like, you know found leaves and, like, pressed leaves in between each page. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, I, I turn back into normal as I walk over to him. I'm like, well, this is a Bailey. <laughs> This is a fraud. <laughs> you have done well to retrieve the audio codex. Originally, and that was the the subcontext of our original meeting. I find it pretty strange and offensive that you don't know me. Well, I, just, I don't uh, expect I you to have to. You don't have to know my name. We've only met once, but you should at least, I mean, remember me as the person. It's offensive. 
Uh, um, I mean, it's offensive not just to me, but to the other shadowy figures in the dark corners of this room dealing in business. (laughs) I'm just narrowing my eyes. Anoria says, you're right, you're right, calm, calm. Please, have a cup of stiff, long, hard, hot tea, and... Yes, give me the longest, hardest, hot... I want it to be throbbing, this tea. (laughs) Give me a hard, throbbing tea to suck down. (laughs) And and then Anoria says, leans over to Fritz, and she says, Fritz, can you use your powers of, uh, of your bard power of determining whether someone is telling the truth to determine whether this man is, uh, well... Telling uh, the the, the uh, truth, and that would be I, I I'm gonna say that that's probably going to be a discern realities. Uh, Frizz I, goes, ah, great idea, sister. This is gonna be great. Okay, so um, I yes, I roll yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So discern discern realities, and this is like not one of those I'm specific sorry. things, but this will be instead for uh, deciding whether or not he's lying to you or concealing the truth. Okay, six and do I? That'll be wisdom based. Plus one, seven. Seven. Okay. Um. So yeah, you 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 know you know sort of what's what's going on with him. You can generally tell if he were to outright lie to you, you would know it. Um, at least you feel confident in that. And he goes, I have found information concerning the location of the virgin chalice. The chalice that has never touched a man's lips. It is a very important and valuable artifact. Far more valuable than this pitiful treasure of coin that I offer you. You could, in lieu of the coin... Take the location of the artifact for yourselves. Honoria hmm. stands up and she whips her sword out and she takes it with both hands. And uh, audience, you should know that they can see me <laughs> on a webcam. She takes it with both hands and she takes it and raises it above it right her down head between the guys, <laughs> whizzing above her and and um down in between the man's legs and says. That chalice, give it to me. Jesus Look Christ! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> calm this, calm her down. What the fuck okay. is this? I was doing business. Jesus, goddamn! That was so near sir, my dick. Sir, sir, you'll have to forgive my friend. She's she's longed for this chalice for a very long time. It's very dear to her. Oh, what the hell? I I really want tickets to the next sweet wizard concert, but you don't see me running around swinging a sword at people's genitalia. God's blood, did you guys see that owlbear going to the tavern bathroom? Hold on. Let me go uh, see what's going on in there. Fine. I will continue oh my, my meeting with you people, but I demand a spotted dick. Give me a spotted dick in exchange. I come over and I slam slam the spotted dick I've been nursing. (laughs) I've been nursing, just (laughs) sipping on some spotted dick for a little bit. I slam it down on the table, Mm. and I'm going to spout lore. Oh, yeah. About the chalice, the virgin chalice. Go for it. Roll it. Uh, So what is it? It's... Uh, uh, so on 10 plus, uh, you get, I believe, three facts about 
about it um, from me. And Ten then, plus the GM will tell you something interesting and useful. If mm-hmm. seven to nine, the GM will only tell you something interesting. I have to make it useful. All right. So yeah, did you roll? I got a I got a seven. Okay. Uh, so I can only tell you something interesting. Uh, interesting. Uh, the the Virgin Chalice is something that is sought after by many uh, religious practitioners uh, of many different religions. It's supposed to be an object of holy power forged by the gods themselves at the beginning of creation and placed on this earth. It's been sought after for many thousands of generations, but no one has found it. Hmm. Um, if you would uh, like to spout Honoria's or bard just standing or there with her sword in between, in between his legs. Oh, that and hasn't changed. Fuck. Moment, so her hair starts to whip around. Why is there wind in here? <laughs> Close the windows. Just go with it. She does this sometimes. <laughs> just so you know, audience, every time uh, Honoria has a dramatic moment, Sudden wind appears yeah. just where she's standing, it's... and her hair whips around. <laughs> her hair whips around <laughs> dramatically. Can I spout lore as well? Yeah, you can try and spout lore as well. Exactly. Well, I roll again? Yeah, okay, roll again. Seven, for and then do I add anything? Seven, you add your intelligence modifier. Okay, so just seven. <laughs> okay, uh, so another interesting fact about the lore, um, about the, the chalice, it can be used for either good or evil. Um, it's something that every god uh, values and recognizes. It's one of those artifacts that's just every single religion contributed a little bit to it in its creation, so it matters for everyone. I'm also going to roll a what here appears, what here is not what it appears to be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, of- so, yeah, roll, roll the discern realities. Because uh, that, what is that? That's wisdom, That's wisdom. Right? Uh, I got a 10 plus 1, 11. Um, so you, you're, you're going, uh, what, what here, uh, is not what it appears to be. Right. Um, and, and you're looking at him, uh, and you realize, uh, what's sitting before you is a cloaked figure. Uh, (laughs) He, so actually, everything here appears really does yeah. appear the way that <laughs> it, it, it appears. Uh, and you realize uh, this guy is fucking suspicious. <laughs> it took it took a roll. For I me wear to get a that, cloak, though. and that's to conceal my baldness. You can't trust me. <laughs> There's something wrong here. Okay. Um. Anora, you can spout lore about uh, the Virgin Chalice if you want, and since it's been an object of particular study to you, you have uh, forward two to this role, or plus two for the lay folks out there who haven't played the system before. So if you would like to roll a spout <laughs> lore, you're welcome to do so. I think that Honoria would like to, uh, you know, convince this gentleman that it's important for him to do as she says. So she's going to use one of her starting moves. That's called I am the law. Mm-hmm. And basically it's when you give an NPC an order based upon your divine authority. Mm-hmm. That's a role plus charisma. So uh, Honoria is going to do that. She's going to add her a charisma modifier, which unfortunately for her is not good. It's a negative one. So Uh-oh. let's see what she does here. That's a 2d6 yep. minus one. Oh, that roll is a six. Okay. And what she was trying to do is you, so, yeah, you, you give him an order to lead them to the chalice. Yeah, so why don't you give us that order? <laughs> 
Okay. Using the uh, name so of your god. Anoria says she lifts her she lifts her sword in a slow manner, getting so close to the man's personal parts that it, it could be almost a kiss of the metal. And all the guys in the room cross their legs. <laughs> and uh and then she says, I would appreciate it if you if you know the location of this chalice would lead us there right now. Put down the big, stiff, hot, throbbing teacup and lead us there without further delay. All right, look, I, I've, I've realized at this point in time that you seem to communicate by swinging pieces of metal expertly near people's genitalia, so I'm not really concerned about that anymore. Look, you've got a deal, take it or leave it. I give you the information or the coin. It's up to you. I want to suddenly the the door to the tavern bathroom <laughs> uh, splinters open and a half a half owl half barefoot uh, is left at the hole. Right, um, and I come out um, having listened to everything, uh, spouting spouting off about um, uh, since the, I'm the only one the who virgin chalice. Yeah, and, uh, or, uh, or, or yeah. Um, or is that what you wanted to do, or do you want something else? Uh, talk about, uh, talk about Lucifer himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so you've heard rumors about Lucifer. Yeah, so I just, uh. Spelt lore about yeah. him. Uh, uh, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Ten. So, uh, you, you oh, wait, know. Wait, wait. That's, uh, plus wisdom. Never mind. So it's eight. No, no, no. no. Intelligence. Spelt lore is plus intelligence. Yeah. So it's just, um, uh, so. Uh, so Lucifer is a, uh, is, is a job manager for a lot of different adventurers. He works with many different adventuring parties and he, uh, apparently has contacts with some very powerful people around the city. Usually when he says he has a job for people, it's legitimate. However, it's also probably dangerous. Uh, finding the audio codex for you, uh, you nearly, you, you, uh, encountered many corrupted, uh, tomes and files, uh, which nearly froze you in place and would have completely disabled your systems. Everything that you just said, I shouted as an owl bear swarming out of the bathroom. Yeah. So. For those of you that picked up on that, good for you. Uh, meanwhile, a lot of the adventurers around the, the bar just, like, sort of stand up and draw their swords. A mysterious beast has appeared before them. What the fuck? It broke the bathroom. Is this when I can start weaving a story to get everyone's attention? Absolutely. Okay. Um, how do I, what do I do? Just do that? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see your character sheet Sorry. right here to see if there's anything that you need to roll for that. Um... It's a roll plus charisma. Okay. 2d6? Mm-hmm. Okay, 8, so plus 2, I think, so 10? 10. 10, yeah. Okay. Gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies, ladies of this finest inn here in Bananarama, please, please put down your swords. This is actually a, my opening act. It's so good to be back here in Bananarama. It's it's me, Frizz. I hope you'll recall, and it's been and some of Some of them, like, start applauding in the yeah. background. Woo! <laughs> 
Annoia starts confusedly applauding. Take your tunic off! Oh, it's so nice to see you again, Randall. But, ladies and gentlemen, I I hope that maybe I could uh, I could tell you a tale of some of our latest adventures, and and perhaps you could could encourage my friend here to uh, to back me up. Yeah, um, and they, they they sort of start, they do the rhythmic clapping thing as you begin your performance, and it sort of tones down the atmosphere of the whole bar. Um, and meanwhile, uh, the, the rest of the party that's not caught up in this uh, musical uh, interruption uh, works out the deal. So, I, there are two options. You either go with the coin... Or you go with the information. That's pretty much is very simple. We've gone a really back and forth for around 25 minutes just trying to figure that out. <laughs> just give me a simple yes or no answer. I'm tempted to give you nothing at all because <laughs> you've been so confrontational and hostile. Oh, okay. I have no um, use for so Honoria turns to the party and says, I, I require the information. The coin means nothing to me. What do you think, all? I have no use for coin. In the middle of her singing, um, Frizz goes, Just go ahead and go with the plan. And they all sing like, Go ahead and go with the plan. Because <laughs> that's now, that's now like a hook. <laughs> and Noria uh, turns, puts her hand out and says, The information, we have decided. Um, so he, he hands you a map of the continent, uh, with a little X um, that's uh, just to the south of Bananarama on, on the peninsula of this great continent. Um, so you you now have a direction to head. Um, and the next okay. morning... Uh, can I make can... a play for the coin anyway? Oh, yeah, please do. What would... Uh, what Charisma. Char- oh, that's... Char- I mean... What if I'm trying to take it by force? Oh, or, you're trying. Are you trying, to, trying steal to steal it? it. Okay, I'm, so if you want to steal it, you're going to need to make two rolls. One is a dexterity based roll to uh-huh. switch out the bag, and the other I'm going to say is a wisdom based <laughs> roll to come up with an object that you can slip into the bag that is of a similar weight. Okay. Uh, I have plus two bonus to dexterity. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I rolled uh, seven plus two, nine. Nine. Uh, that is successful, um, except there is a take back from it in that it's still it's it's successful, but uh, the weight is off. So uh-huh. he is going to notice relatively quickly, and you will have made a permanent enemy of Lucifer the Trustworthy. <laughs> uh I'm done for that. Okay. Uh, it doesn't sound that bad. Uh, and then I have to do, I have to do wisdom too, right? Uh, you already, you already fucked that part up. I already fucked you it already up. Fucked that part up. <clears throat> okay. Um, so, uh, the well, next, fine. the next morning, uh, you guys wake up. Alex, make a roll and add your dexterity. Uh-oh. Yep. <laughs> uh, Three and two. two plus two is uh, seven. Seven. Okay. Um, so you you wake up, uh, you sit up out of bed, and instantly an arrow strikes you in the shoulder. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, wow. It does not strike you in the head, uh, causing permanent damage, but it does hit you in the shoulder, and there's a little note uh, tied to it. Uh, you take, first of all, four damage. 
Damn. From the arrow. Wow. Um, and that's minus, minus your, uh, armor, um, which I believe you have one. Uh, so and you, James, could you explain damage. to us and to the audience mm-hmm. uh, how it works when a character, uh, you know, dies in this particular system or ah, gets close? Well, like, you know, the what? I'm gonna, I am going to save that for the possible reality in which one of you does die. Um, <laughs> okay. Because we're gonna be playing, we're gonna be playing Dungeon World quite a bit in the next few weeks, so you will be able to learn wonderful, all sorts of things. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Not Bruce, don't let so, it be Bruce. So you Not didn't, Bruce. so you didn't die, but uh, there's a note attached to the arrow that says, "You're on my shit list, buddy." <laughs> in that tone. <laughs> yep. And, the font. And it, yeah, that the font that is his voice. Uh-huh. Um, also, I didn't take the coin back from you because whatever, I guess you earned it, but fuck you. <laughs> and fuck your friends. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Love Lucy. <laughs> I grimace and I sort of like, um, well, that's nice of him. And then, uh, okay, so I, I, I break the, uh, arrow. Break it off. Break yeah. it off. And then, uh, has it gone all the way through, or yeah, is it's, it? It's it's gone clean through. It I, hasn't jammed in a bone or anything. I, I okay, lean up so from, I push I push it through. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Fr- Frizz leans up from the mat that she they they were sleeping in the same room for safety, mm-hmm. and and takes out the bandages and goes, "Oh, Donald, come here, come here. Let me fix you up," and and fixes him. Excellent, excellent. And Anoria also has the opportunity to heal with a prayer, yes. which she will do after the bandaging is done. Yeah, well, why don't you, um, and why while, don't you do while that? you guys have been sleeping, you have heard uh, Anoria singing in a slow, lugubrious tone, um, Ooh, lugubrious. a song of, of healing, and uh, and she occasionally murmurs uh, a little bit to the left to the bear who is rubbing salve upon her tired, chained <laughs> That's appreciative. And she sings. They. Exactly. <laughs> and they sing together a song of healing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys have 150 coins. You have a new adventure that you're about to go out on. Are you doing anything before you leave, or are you just going to go? 153 uh, coins. Mm-hmm. 153 coins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep track of that. <laughs> keep him keep on, keep him honest. Keep me honest, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the forks and spoons. Uh, yeah, not forks to spend and spoons too and much time on it, meat. but I'm just wondering if we need a, uh, you know, to do any shopping or anything of that nature. Uh, Honoria has an adventurer's kit, which basically includes rope, uh, camping supplies, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I've also got a bunch of owlbear meat. Because we're, uh, you know, we're doing a short, we're doing yeah, a, we're on a time scale here. We don't want to spend too much time shopping, but there you go. Honey, you can never shop too quickly. Just one more petticoat? Is that a possibility? No. <laughs> exactly. Get the purple one, darling. It looks lovely on you. No. <laughs> I'm removing the shutters from the windows uh, just to allow the natural air to flow into the cavern. <laughs> I'm just taking advantage of this opportunity to uh, bring future guests Closer to nature. The green green architecture. <laughs> yeah. Like the new Apple headquarters. <laughs> Banana right. headquarters. Uh, Banana I, I think that uh, Honoria would like to spend uh, uh, an hour going out to get a disguise. Sure. Uh, sure. Because she is feeling very uncomfortable and here in her you native come land. Back fine with a fine fake mustache. <laughs> Um, exactly. Well, so Honoria puts that on, and she t- and she takes her hair and braids it up, 
and ties it up so that she can impersonate a man as much as possible. She yep, asks as all Fritz, men have braided hair in this region. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so she goes over to Fritz and she says, I have some bandage here. I'm wondering if you might be willing to to bandage my breasts down, my full double D breasts down. Huh. Just, as all adventure breasts are sized that way, almost. Yes. <laughs> it's a weird coincidence. Yeah. That's actually on the small side. Yeah. <laughs> For adventuring breasts, For adventure, absolutely. Yeah. Pain in the ass to tote these things around, honey. Of course I'll Red Sonia has double Zs. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> While Honoria was out um, shopping for her fantastic mustache, um, Frizz went around to her contacts in the city to kind of um, to, to gather everything that's happened since she left and, and picked up some new stories as well as um, delivered messages that she might have gotten from afar. So you guys seem like you're pretty well equipped and ready to go out on your adventure. So I'm going to need rolls uh, from from your scout and your navigator again. <laughs> Maybe he won't fuck up so hard this time. <laughs> Who honey, knows? Just, honey, it's okay. These things happen. Just trust yourself. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. Hey, uh, like these things that was happen. A pretty good roll. <laughs> All right. Um, so again, the scout has is really prevented any possible danger. With but his we're role. taking a while to get there. We're going to take a little bit of time. I rolled a four. Uh, it's plus what? Plus one. So five, five. You're taking an incredibly long time. Again, this is the scenic journey. It's like, oh, Taros is going to love this. I know it's uh-huh. just a couple hours out of the way, but he's really going to appreciate it. Yeah. We end up walking by the cave and the elevator. <laughs> yeah. Which is north, which is weeks north. <laughs> Um, but you guys, like, after I, – I, I'll post a map at the end of this adventure showing the direct path and the long meandering trail that they took. <laughs> um, a lot of concentric circles. <laughs> you really got all the necessary scenery in. Uh-huh. Um, and you guys uh, come you, – you, you have walked down into the jungle, into the thick of things uh, – Close to the Sapphire Islands, uh, you know that they're probably maybe a day's sail away from from this area. Um, you can hear many tropical animals uh, making chirping sounds in the distance in this thick jungle, and you come to a massive temple in the middle of the jungle. What are they saying? The chirping sounds. Uh, they're mostly get the fuck away from my shit. No, you get away from my shit, Howard. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean, Daniel? I saw you on my branch the other day. You did not say that to me right now. Did you touch my lipstick? I you saw you touch fuck my with my pebbles. Oh, it's I your lipstick now? You we bought that in good faith together. And nobody understands why Terrace is just walking by and, with his and, fingers and in his ears. And one bird is named like La Shaniqua Marie and the other bird's name like Leticia. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so so you guys you guys approach the temple. Ooh. Uh, uh, and at this point, Honoria would like to use her her uh, telepathic ability to speak to mm-hmm. uh, the female. To wonder if there are any uh, females here that uh, are a woman who maybe ha- perhaps a, a 
a person who runs the temple or or if there's any any anyone inside uh, who's yeah female. yeah so you you reach out um and you sense deep deep within the temple some vaguely feminine presences uh you can't you can't quite suss out what they would be from now because you haven't met them yet uh so you don't have the direct empathic link but you can definitely yes. feel uh oh, yeah. some some female presences deep within the temple and a most important question are they virginal <laughs> uh yes you can tell one of those presences uh is far less experienced than the others um and and just uh you you can tell that if you were to initiate a sexual encounter it would be a total crapshoot oh, whether or not this person <laughs> uh, would know a, what they a, were a doing Noria falls to her knees in prayer <laughs> and gratitude at the at, at finding the virginal virgin of bananarama and the temple of hot peaches <laughs> the temple of hot peaches the temple of hot peaches which is also the the hot peach cult is probably the first religion that that uh formed of many different religions that were cobbled together mm-hmm. each with their own unique hook and personality yeah. they had mm-hmm. a myriad of articles videos and podcasts for their various listeners to <laughs> enjoy and they were all virgins and, and they again, were all virgins and again Virgin. Honoria did not pick up on any possible innuendo on the Temple of the Hot Peach. No. No, no innuendo. No, she did not. She's only focused on the chalice that can be filled with the hot sauce of the hot peach. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. And that, that cleansing hot sauce. Um, uh, um, uh, so no, Honoria oh. rises from her knees. Having said her prayer, she crosses herself and she says, this is the place in which we seek not that I mean the map said so, but just in case you are still confused, I well I just okay. This <laughs> temple isn't just a normal temple. This is the one that yeah, we've been looking for. I we got it. And, <laughs> no, you 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 were actually looking at the map, and you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, I knew that. <laughs> um, first, would like to do a discern reality. It looks like yeah, I know exactly yeah, where we were going. Right. This I is it. it. I got it. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Frizz would like to do a discern realities. Oh sure. What, what, what would you like? I want to ask uh, what here is use. What here is useful or valuable to me? Okay. Yeah. So two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six plus anything. I think that that helps not at all. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's not. It's not very helpful. You you know of a few plants that you've been told about. Um, by Taros and by Halic, but uh, none of them you recognize, so you you don't see anything really useful to you. Uh, uh, what what you do see is a um, uh, an itching vine mm-hmm. uh, that that is known to become very stiff when you pluck it from from its uh, central root system, which is great for scratching many itches. Uh, I want to. I'm going to do a discern realities. Mm-hmm. Uh, what should I be on the lookout for? Okay. Uh, I roll. Does it? Do I add anything to this or no? What is it? Wisdom. Wisdom. wisdom yeah. Plus one wisdom. So that's a nine. Oh, if it was wisdom, I had seven on the last. Doesn't matter. All right. Uh, so you 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 do know what you should be on the lookout for. Uh, 
this religion, a particularly ancient religion, uh, even though at this point in time there were no other separate religions, uh, the practitioners jealously guarded their secrets, of which there were none. <laughs> um, and you know that these temples are viciously booby-trapped, and you uh -huh. should be on the lookout. Um, they imagined if there is another religion out there, we definitely don't want them knowing our fucking secrets, right, you guys? And they're all like, oh, absolutely. Let's build some deadly, deadly traps just in case. Uh -huh. Many practitioners of that religion were lost due to these traps. Can I scan the immediate area for, for, for any of those traps? Absolutely. What do I roll? Um, that would be another discern realities roll. Are there any traps? Um, you in the immediate area? Yeah, fucking that, roll it. Oh, I mean, motherfucker. I, I know you have to ask a certain yeah. question. I don't know what the question would be. Oh, fuck. Uh, that would just be a six. Okay. None that you see. <laughs> I, uh... um, but, 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 well, actually, uh, what, what you do see is, uh, pictograms that you have studied. Um, so you know, uh, spelling out on the side of the temple, traps within. Motherfuckers, <laughs> watch out for our shit. Don't try and learn our secrets. You'll definitely die. No. I would like to do a um, like a uh, a lay on hands on the symbols on the wall. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you can do this on a symbol, but let's just make it up. Um, but lay on hands and uh, pray to her god Anatolia uh, for where the locations of the traps might be. Okay. Um, um, so, so you roll, roll possible? your lay on, roll your lay on hands action. Let's, let's, let's pursue okay, that. So, That's interesting <clears throat> to me. Okay. So that is a, uh, that is a roll plus her, uh, charisma, which stinks. And so it's probably going to be crap, but let's give it a go. Ah, that's a five. <laughs> All right. Um, so you, you don't hear the comforting whisper of your God. Uh, which you haven't heard for some time since you are a fallen woman. Face, but a you fallen did it. Woman, exactly. You did it. You did it. And it makes you feel better, if not actually better. <laughs> um, so are you guys entering the temple? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I become a, I want to roll to become a leopard to. Oh yeah, roll for that. Be a leopard, motherfucker. Yeah, just, uh, oh, that's beautiful. Think, think like I could definitely avoid any traps if I go first or something. God, yeah, nice. Jeez, you're just rolling kick ass. Jeez. I swear, it's like it's like. The Damn. So you become the shiniest goddamn leopard. <laughs> you're sleek as hell. You're a really sexy leopard. Oh, honey, you have to do that on stage for me sometimes. Look at you. You're gorgeous. You're in no way a deaf leopard. Because you have full use of your hearing oh. in this form. And, uh, <laughs> and both uh, arms to drum Anatolia with. turns to Taros and says, Good brother of mine, shall we do the leopard loop? Ah, uh, the leopard loop. The, the leopard loop. I just like... Uh, He's trying to remember that maneuver. You come up with all sorts <laughs> of plans and maneuvers and name them after animals because you think that'll be easier for him to remember. It never is. <laughs> Hold on. It so never is, is. Is the leopard loop the one where I just walk around in front of all you guys and figure out if there's anything that would throw you for a loop? And, and, and Anatolia nods uh, fervently and says, walk ahead, good brother. Anatolia, the guy... 
The god. The goddess, goddess herself <laughs> is among <laughs> us. Oh my! Oh, god. that was a cool Freudian slip. Yeah, you I see Anatolia. You feel Anatolia's warmth. Uh, it, like move over you as uh, you look at the blank face of Honoria. This thirteen was a really Honora. good roll. Yeah, <laughs> it was a really good roll. You guys That's are- the maneuver. Don't worry about. It. She's just enthusiastic. She's fine when you get to know her. Honoria snaps back into reality and says, "What happened?" Um, Fris okay. says, "Honey, you left us there for a minute, but uh, I think it's gonna be all right. Are you feeling okay?" Oh, yes, I, I feel wonderful. Oh, yes. Okay, so the leopard loop. <laughs> Let All us right. continue. So you guys you guys walk into the temple, and immediately upon stepping inside the temple, one of you steps on a loose floor uh, stone, and that seals up the temple behind you with a mighty growl. Sorry, guys. These heels, ugh, they're so impractical. <laughs> <laughs> Adventuring is literally uh, everything I, I do. Why do I wear these heels? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys uh, are now sealed and trapped inside Anoria the says, temple. This temple, I feel at one with it. It is not here to harm us. Let me walk ahead with the uh, my leopard companion and and you indeed walk ahead. And as way. you walk ahead. Uh, Spears shoot out from the walls and completely miss you, and, and you don't even no, you don't even notice them. <laughs> you don't notice them. You're like, I feel this temple isn't here to harm us. <laughs> so everybody else, everybody else in the party knows what's going on. I, I notice uh, Anoria doesn't really have a flair for uh, situations involving some degree of. Cunning or stealth or uh, care not, delicacy. She's more of a make strong declarations and then attack with her sword yeah. type of power. She's I, got style. I like it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at the floor because it seems like the floor has all the, mm. uh, the 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 tiles of the floor. What you step on is gonna spring these traps. Right. Uh, so I'm gonna try and kind of like I, I'm I've been watching her step and I've been marking where. Uh, which tiles are, are are trapped? Absolutely. I'm so, going to reluctantly take off my very heels smart. barefoot. <laughs> make your make your discern realities again. That's plus wisdom. Son of a bitch! <laughs> it's a six. There's no possible way that any of these could be dangerous to you. Um, what you do notice is, hey, it's weird. Uh, every third brick is red. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I don't see how that could be useful, but interesting. Just to uh, double up on that, I use my leopard-like senses and cunning to... Uh, <laughs> Your leopard you know. sense. Yeah, leopard sense. Yeah. Leopard it's sense a bit spotty, spotty though. Uh, uh, hey! All right, guys. To your next action. <laughs> That's our show. See you next see you time next on Woodshot. <laughs> We're done here. Thank you for coming. <laughs> I, I just want you, the audience, to know what 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 it's like Ten. here on our side because I can see them, and 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 James gets a certain particular. I'm about to throw some shit at you, face, and it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, with ten, you you your leopard sense tells you, you know what? Those red bricks are probably dangerous. We shouldn't step on them. I dutifully relay that information to everybody else, and uh, and Anoria to prove that this temple is. Her, her heart and soul is in this temple. She jumps 
full on on a red square. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, so you jump onto that red square, but but you remember Bruce puts her paws over her face. You remember, you remember an ancient text uh, from your goddess uh, that says the penitent, the penitent woman kneels, and as you jump, you immediately go into a kneel, and uh, some whirling blades come out around you, and because you're in the kneeling position, they all sail away from you and don't hit you. She doesn't notice and, though, so she doesn't notice. And Noria stands up and she says, Hell Well, no, I can't say she didn't no, take that back. <laughs> Different character. <laughs> um Anoria stands up and she says she puts her hair back into a neat braid and says, Follow me. <laughs> You guys are all hesitant to follow this apparently <laughs> suicidal companion yeah. you've been traveling with. I guess we step over every other. We step over every red brick. Every red brick, yep, and avoid them. Yeah, um, after, after doing that once, Honorius feel like she she made her point. Yes, um, exactly, and she she steps on the uh, the other bricks. And uh, you guys um, come to a room where, where you hear some shuffling noises coming from the next room. There's a sealed door in front of you. It looks like it was made with uh, wooden with, with bamboo slats um, uh, that you, if you work hard, you can sort of uh, see through. Somebody wants to make a discern reality. I'm going to give it a try. One of these times, uh, I'm going to discern a reality. I'm going to discern one reality. (laughs) Honey, I believe in you. You can do this. Uh, I'm going to peek in. Uh, Plus one, right? Mm -hmm. Nine. Nine. Perfect. Yeah. Thank God. Um, so you can ask one of the three questions, uh, or or you can ask uh, three of the questions, excuse me. Uh, what should I be on the lookout for? Um, you, as you look through the door, uh, you see uh, shadowy figures shuffling about in the next room, uh, making like uh, dry clanking noises. What happened here recently? Uh, recently, like you, you, you look around and you smell uh, the scent of death is heavy within the air here. Clearly, somebody was killed here within the last couple of weeks. What is about to happen? It, um, you you were, like, if you had to place your money on it, you're probably going to have to fight something. I turn around. James, the... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I turn around and I say, all right, armor up. We're going to have to kill some robed figures that uh, they are shuffling around. It sounds like they have chains of some sort. It smells like blood. A little bit of blood. A little bit. Uh, and uh, first take your rapier out. Right, right. Uh, very likely we'll have to kill some things. Lovely. Honoria uh, lifts a hand and, and she says, wait, wait, brothers. I mean, Man, Sisters. it's fine. It's fine. Uh, she she says, uh, "Let me discern whether these beings are uh, female or male, because that matters to me, and I can't tell you exactly why." So she does her uh, um, 
let's see, what is this called? Uh, she does her uh, telepathically communicate with the beings. Are they male uh, uh, yeah, or female yeah, or both? Empathic communication. Uh, you sense a immediate rush of evil emanating from each being as you reach out empathically. Clearly, these things uh, do not have uh, the best ends in mind for whatever they're going to encounter. And one of them is indeed female, or at least there's some sort of female, feminine presence behind this door. Feminine presence behind it. All right. Mm-hmm. Honoria points at, at at the female one and says, we kill all but this, this one, this one. It's, it's off in it's the distance. You can't, you can't single it out quite yet. You haven't uh, okay. reached it. All right. I understand. So Honoria says, uh... They're I all men, fuck them. The <laughs> <laughs> to which Priz goes, oh, it's going to be a tall heck? order, but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> do you want Do you guys want to break through? Anoria readies her, her blade. She takes her blade, grasps it in two hands, swings it around her head. One of her breasts pops out. Her double D <laughs> breast pops out of her binding. Her, her chainmail bikini, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, yeah, her binding. That's right. Her, her chainmail binding. <laughs> that's how they bind breasts in this setting. Uh, those bandages were chainmail. Yeah. Chain um, this would be a great point and, for the uh, bard to to sing one of their uh, your songs of encouragement to give people forward one for their actions here. Okay, so um, oh, Frizz goes. Okay, guys, I hate to get my hands dirty, but it looks like there's no other way to get the stupid cup. So we might as well go in with a with a little ditty. <laughs> And a one, and, and a two, and a you know what to do. <laughs> and you sing a song from Tar- the great bard Diddy. <laughs> Taros, back me up, Diddy. man. Are you coming with me? Yo, Taros, back me up. Back me up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, bounds uh, over into the uh, the fray. Just as uh, mm-hmm. the music begins to what, what did you did, what did you There's turn a door. Into? There's oh, a door. Yeah, as the as the uh, as the leopard. Is there a yeah. door? In There's front a of us? door. Can I have uh, Can I have Bruce try to break it down? Oh yeah, Bruce can try and knock it down. Roll Bruce's ferocity plus two d six. Ooh, ferocity. <laughs> That's cool. Four. Four. Uh, Bruce is very, but it's Wait, obviously a pull. Yeah. <laughs> plus plus three. Oh, so seven. seven. So um. Uh, Bruce is obviously quite, quite strong because Bruce is huge, um, and lumbers up to the door, smacks it. It is a pull rather than a push. Uh, so (laughs) it lazily, it like, uh, pushes forward and then lazily creaks open. So the door opens, but everybody who's in that room now is aware that you guys did that. a giant bear. Trying to get in. Yeah, it was not stealthy or subtle. Okay. So I, um, Frizz charges in first with her rapier drawn. Wow. Um, she's, she's tired of messing around. She just wants to get down to business. Frizz charges in and attacks the first creature she sees. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, I have plus two from the pun. Yes. Right? Okay. And then I well, just did you roll, did you, you rolled for your song or pun or Oh, whatever. no, no, no. Okay. I'm going to roll for my song. Okay, so nine plus charisma? Yep. So 11. So 11, uh, and let me just double check Sorry. that on that sheet. It does indeed. <laughs> Her 
Her song's still going on. It's got it's on its eleventh chorus right now. But let me tell you, it's a doozy. <laughs> Talking about each of the warriors' un- unfallible okay, uh, strength. So next time uh, you guy, one of you assists another person uh, in their action, you'll get give them plus two instead of plus one. Cool. Okay. Um, so I, I charge into the room and I attack the very first creature that I see with my rapier. Um, so I'm ta- while she's doing this, I'm taking aim with my bow. Do I All have- right. Okay. Um, oh, um, three plus what? If I'm attacking the creature with my ra- uh, rapier, uh, it's that's your strength. Great. Um, so that's two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you go forward and you stab into the robed target in front of you and you pull your rapier back and you strike a heroic pose and the robe falls away from that creature revealing that you stabbed nothing because the creature is a skeleton. <gasps> oh no! no! Oh no! no! <laughs> Oh no! So I put my bow away because I'm not going to be able to really do much. Yeah, unless you're doing headshots. Yeah, uh, and I I instruct, uh, I instruct Bruce just to go fucking crazy. <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly. You give Bruce the secret code phrase, which is "Go fucking crazy, crazy, <laughs> go fucking crazy." <laughs> okay, roll for yeah, roll, yeah, ferocity, too. ferocity. Uh, so that'll be eight. All right. Does anybody want to aid uh, Bruce in in going fucking crazy somehow? Maybe? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like Anoria's the leper. gonna step in on okay. that. Okay. Too. Yeah, Anoria. Uh, because Anoria's bond is with uh, with Bruce as <laughs> far as Absolutely. fighting side by side. So roll roll that. Uh, I I know it says roll bond plus the d six, but I have no idea. What the bond? I don't know what that is. I, yeah, I, what is that? I will read that for next time. Uh, so you know what? Just just add one to your d six, your two d six. Should I do? And and you're looking oh, okay. for above ten for a complete success. Shouldn't it be a two for my song? It, it will, but that that will give a forward too. It's okay, very, it's very complicated. That's fine. Now we're entering into real RPG realm <laughs> instead of what we're doing. But roll that. So uh, I'm going to roll a two d six plus one. And that roll is a 10. Awesome. Okay, so you do give Bruce plus two, uh, bringing that from an eight. Right, Alex? You rolled an eight? Yep. To a 10. Um, so Bruce manages to do uh, full damage without taking any damage herself. And uh, for that, uh, roll, roll the damage from Bruce's claws, which I think is D10. Oh. Oh yeah, it is. Is that me? You want me to do that? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is Alex. This, this is Alex. Now Bruce can open herself up to an attack if she wants to roll an additional d6. Is that zero? That's, That's a ten. ten. That's a ten. That's a ten. Okay. You do full ten damage and you obliterate. Uh, like you, Bruce smashes through one skeleton completely and grabs its skull in her claws and takes that skull and. Bashes it down in another skeleton. If skeletons knew fear, fear's name would be Bruce, the female <laughs> bear. <laughs> and Anoria turns around and high fives Bruce and says, 
You go, sister. Yeah, if bears could blush, she would. Oh, no. Uh, right now, uh... uh... Honoria wants to dive forward and attack with her sword to the next skeleton. I think that's two out. I don't know how many more. Yeah. Roll, roll your hack slash. Uh, t- okay. Um... My hack slash... That's just my... How do you do that one? I that's that just one uh, 2d6 plus strength. Strength okay. bonus, yeah. Okay, so my strength modifier is plus two. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to roll 2d6, and that's a 13. Excellent. Nice. Baller. Um, so you you hit the 13. Uh, you take no damage yourself. Roll your damage against the skeletons. Okay, my damage is a d10. And mm-hmm. on that roll, that's just a two. So you fell the skeleton uh, that Bruce injured with her attack. Uh, let's let's move on to uh, to our other adventurers. Um, either either one of you guys have uh, something. Yeah. Uh, Terrace is as uh, Terrace the leopard is uh, skulking through the shadows. Um, now <laughs> I'm not sure quite how that works. Um, I can spend a hold. I have three to like make a move. Yeah. Uh, based on my, like, could I could I do a move like of like pouncing from the shadows or something like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. That'll give you that'll give you one forward to this attack. Okay. Um. All right. So six, seven. Plus your strength modifier. Okay. So back to six. <laughs> okay. Plus your one forward, making it seven again. So you manage to have a. Successful attack, however, you also take uh, damage from the skeletons. Um, so you you leap out and you uh, grab a femur from one of the skeletons <laughs> as it brings its mace down upon your head, and you take five damage minus your armor um, to your hit points there. All right, um... Do you have anything to add to this situation, Fizz? Sure, yeah. No, I'll come out and fight. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so I take out my rapier again, and I just go to town on one of them. Yeah, <laughs> go to town. She's, she doesn't have much style, but she's got a, an economy of fighting. Yeah, for there are only two left. Okay, so I roll two d6s? Yep. Okay. Uh, eight minus... Er, in, and then my what? Which modifier? Um, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, for for hack and slash, it's strength right. modifier. Okay, so minus one, so seven. Seven. So you hit, but you also take damage. As you rush forward and go, yeah, And without <laughs> skill or grace, uh, you sort of awkwardly wag your sword at the head <laughs> of one of these skeletons. And uh, you you do strike it and crack the skull, so roll your, roll your damage as it... Um, flails right. out at you and accidentally throws its sword at you, which nicks you. Um, uh, and you take one damage. Okay, uh, I rolled five. Five. Um, so you take down that skeleton, uh, with a, with a mighty accidental blow to its head. <laughs> There's just one left. I'm gonna take my short sword out and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fucking crazy. Go fucking <laughs> crazy, <laughs> Alex. Uh, uh, ten. Uh, it's no strength, so zero strength, so ten. All right, ten is a palpable hit. Roll your damage. Five, five. Uh, yeah, you you slap that skeleton. Uh, <laughs> you just fucking go up to it with your gauntlet and like do it, do it, do it, do a pimp slap to it. That cracks most of it. It's sort of uh 
wavering and like about to fall down. And then Bruce comes in with a swift uppercut, uh, <laughs> sending its head flying off. And you guys have defeated the skeletons. Yay! Yay! Um, and now you have a chance to, to look at this room and decipher its many sigils, symbols, and pictograms. I think that's either the paladin and, uh, or the... And Noria walks around the room, mm-hmm. and she is endeavoring to read these pictograms using her power of prayer to her goddess. Mm-hmm. Is she successful, or what do I need to roll for reading these? Uh, that, that would be... be I, I believe that would be a, a... That could... Yeah, that could be a discern reality. I would call it that. Um, okay. Uh, let's see here. So that will be... Um, I imagine that's a wisdom modifier for in this case. Discern reality, yeah. Okay. Um, so she's going to roll one, uh, 2d6 plus 1. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she just gets an 8. An 8, but that's that's enough uh, to get something interesting. Uh, many of you, you know that many of these temples were built with designs uh, that concealed the truly holy sites within these temples. Uh, so you imagine that this room that is constructed here is merely to uh, fool intruders and that the true prize is concealed from you. Anoria uh, hmm. turns and relays this information to her party and then says, does anyone get a sense as to where these hidden rooms might be? I start uh, checking different cracks in the, in in the crevices. walls and crevices. I'm, and I go around at the same time, like, smelling, trying to suss things in. <laughs> um, yeah, so roll your, roll your checks, guys. Uh, what, what would this be? I think that's a wisdom base. Uh, I think that would make, that would put me at an eight. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you guys, um, are looking around, and, uh, you, uh, let's see here, um, hmm, uh, hey, hey, Halik, you sort of uh, look at the floor. You see some dust swirling. Clearly, there's some sort of draft coming from beneath a particular tile. And uh, uh, Taros, you notice this as well, and your panther goes into a point position, (laughs) much like a bird dog, um, pointing at that particular part of the floor. Um, Can I... um I walk over to the the area where the the draft is clearly clearly coming from. I scratch towers between the ears, and I start to try to pry the 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 tile up from the floor. Okay. Um. So and you- Honoria comes over and says, "Permit me to assist you, sister," and sticks her sword tip in the edge to pry mm, up as well. Excellent. Uh, so with the leverage, you manage to pry up the tile. Uh, and there is a uh, dark. There's a dark. Uh, chasm with with uh, ladder steps on it that descend down into an inky blackness. I'm going to do a discern reality. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Smart. Um, five plus Chris? No. Plus your wisdom. Plus wisdom. Plus one. So six. Uh, so uh, shit usually fucks with you in the dark. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you remember from being an adventurer so for annoying. years. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Asks, I'm often fucked with in the dark. Uh-huh. Is the is the Anoria asks if uh, Taros has, even though he's in leopard form, and I don't know how that works in leopard form, but anyway, if he has any of the owl meat, and and says we can tie it to a rope and we can lower it down into the pit. It's Halek who has the owl meat. We know that we don't want to be. 
I've got owl meat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Halek, would you be uh, willing to give me some of that owl meat to tie on this rope? We can put it down here and find out if there's anything that's hungry. We'd prefer I'm sure Halek has some meat to dinner. put in your hole. It never ends, you guys. It never ends. She has no idea. She doesn't. If she heard that innuendo, it just goes right over her head. She's like, "Oh, great! That sounds wonderful." Glad we're back into innuendo at least, instead of just going on about. (laughs) Give me a hard throbbing cock. Yeah, let's at least dally about instead of going right at it. Steaming bowl of cockaliki soup. I I, so, par- uh, I, I Anoya could- lowers that rope with the meat down. In I didn't say yes. You didn't say yes. He's got a consent. I've got a consent. I'll give you. All right, have some uh, jerky. Yeah, that's about all you have left since you took them weeks out of their way. <laughs> I was smart and I dried it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I give you jerky. Oh. Um, and I, I would. Uh, Teros uh, peers into the darkness too, using his cat-like night vision. Yes, yes. Uh, so you you see you see it descend down. Um, it stays there. It dangles for a moment, um, and then you see a shadowy figure uh, approach the meat and grab at it, and then uh, like move off to the side as the rope starts feeling a tug on it. Can I? Uh, I, I want to. Figure out if I know anything about it and let him know sure, about sure. what I saw. So that'd be like spouting lore, I guess. Mm-hmm. Eight. Excellent. So you spout lore, and I need to grab the fucking correct sheet. You know, Alex, what's up? Uh, so you you spout lore about the creature below. Um, and the way spout lore generally works, uh, how did you roll? Uh, an Eight. An eight, yeah. So that that is a success where you know uh, one fact about this creature. Um, you you see the 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 shape, the vaguely humanoid shape below, but you can smell with your with your panther nose um, a rotting. Um, uh, there's clearly some sort of degradation and death beneath there, um, and you know about. Uh, creatures beneath tombs called ghouls, which are hungry, hungry creatures which seek out more and more dead flesh to consume. And if it is not dead at the time they find it, they make it dead. And the way the discern rea- or the way the spout war checks work is you now tell us about how you first discovered that there is such a thing as a ghoul. Oh, um, so, uh, when Teros, uh, first came to his island, when he was shipwrecked and, uh, didn't know what was going on there, uh, he was trying to find shelter, and, uh, he did find, uh, something that looked like it was half-hewn by hand and half-natural, he did venture inside trying to, uh, you know, escape the elements and, mm-hmm. you know, make peace with, uh, the Because there's such thing as too much nature, come on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it was a little too much, he was disoriented, he needed a hand, uh, time to himself, and... Um, there, uh, on, on his first week of the island, he encountered, uh, one of those beasts, uh, left behind in whatever desecrated, uh, cave. Was he had to, he had to fight it and kill it himself. Mm-hmm. And being faced with the horror of that memory, um, that he explained to all of you, you now know that the dark, indecipherable death, depths of this temple are filled with undead horrors such as 
ghouls. And behind it all is a very pure feminine presence calling you forward. And I believe that is where we'll leave for this week. So thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks. I had so much fun. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Yeah. That's it for today, heroes, but don't worry. We'll be back on Friday with the conclusion of this Dungeon World series. Guys, if you like Jessa, you can check out her Let's Plays on the Jessa channel at YouTube. She also has a brand new series called Crafts and Conquest, which is a Dungeon World actual play run through YouTube. The cast is all ladies, and the system is Dungeon World, so you know it's going to be fun. If you like Alex and his antics, you can head over to the Overshare podcast, which is also part of the Peaches and Hot Sauce Network, where Alex and I do improv every week with at least two other hilarious guests. Speaking of Peaches and Hot Sauce, Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. One Shot is going to be at CodCon at the College of DuPage in Illinois, April 4th through 6th. There, we're going to be running games and premiering an alpha version of the Epiphany role-playing system. If you live in Chicago and you like One Shot, stop by CodCon and you can actually playtest the system and be included as a playtester in the book when it gets printed. One Shot is also going to be at C2E2 April 25th through 27th. Stop by our booth where we'll be giving away a lot of cool free stuff, including free dice. Who doesn't love free dice? 
Kat, John, and I will be attending, and we would love to see some fans there. Now, let's hear some copy. The Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, also known as C2E2, is a convention spanning the latest and greatest in comics, movies, television, toys, anime, manga, and video games. Bringing the best of popular culture to downtown Chicago on April 25th through 27th. C2E2's show floor is packed with hundreds of exhibitors, panels, and guests, such as Adam Hughes, Brian Azzarello, Eve Miles, and more. It also has autograph sessions, giving fans a chance to interact with their favorite creators, and screening rooms featuring sneak peeks of films and television shows months before they hit either the big or small screen. Join us for the best weekend of the year, April 25th through 27th. For more info, head over to C2E2.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes!